to minister you from this message, that's a slap to my face. That's a slap in the face. Everybody say a slap in the face. Um, I've got this little thought that I want you to get in your mind, and that is, and I've been saying this, I gave it, the Lord gave it to me, and I actually put it in on Facebook the other day, and that is, sometime you have to give up the life that you want for the life that God wants you to live. Please, please, please take care of this harm that is in the mic. Cut the volume down here. Please, I don't want to go over this this morning. I've got to be effective this morning. Uh, Sometimes you do. Give me more volume here. Just cut the other mics down. You have to give up yourself. You have to give up your life. And I want to talk just a little bit about that this morning. First of all, I want you to know most of us understand God as the Father. But many of us don't understand God as the Son and the humanity of God. In fact... All of us are brothers and sisters through humanity. So not only is God our father, but when he becomes a man, he becomes in humanity our brother. Now you got to think about this so you can get it now. Don't, don't, you want to make sure you get this very well. Because the brotherhood of Christ is dealing with his flesh. He's a man like we are. He can feel like we feel. He can cry like we cry. All of those are the brotherhood of Christ. The fatherhood. So it's, a, it's amazing now because if he is both the father and the son, then he has to be also our father and our brother. Amen. You got to just deal with this now. You got to understand it. Now, uh, now, amen, he is operating and functioning not in his son realm, but he's functioning now as the father. So therefore, I want everybody to understand when you deal with the humanity, the humanity, the brotherhood of Christ. Because had he not become a man, he couldn't relate to us. And there's a reason that he did this. Go with me to the book of John chapter 10 and 30. John 10 and 30. Now, Trinitarians take this wrong. And when they take this, they say, my, my elder brother Jesus, my little brother Jesus, they don't understand the sonship is a temporary position. I'll go over that later. I'll teach that in Bible study. You can understand when that, that part has been eliminated. But in, in John 10 and 30, let's deal with the fact that he is a father. John 10 and 30, I am my father one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, many good works have I, I showed thee from my father. For which of these works do you stone me? The Jews answered and said, for a good work we stone thee not. But for blaspheming and because thou being a man, maketh thyself what? God. Everybody agree with that? Amen. So we do know he's God. But then let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews the second chapter in the 11th verse. Hebrews 2 and 11. I don't want you to see this. Hebrews the second chapter in the 11th verse. When you get it, say praise the Lord. Amen. All right, second chapter, and you bear with me a few minutes. In 11 it says, for both he that sanctified... And they that are sanctified are all one. For which cause he is not ashamed to be called. For which cause he is not ashamed to be called. For which cause he is not ashamed to be called. uh, To call them what? Brethren. Are y'all in the book? I didn't make that up, did I? So he's not ashamed to be called brethren. Saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. All right, this is talking about Jesus. 
Amen. In the midst of the church will I sing praises unto thee. Well, it's, it's powerful why Jesus wanted to come into humanity and be a brother because there are certain laws that you have to fulfill as a brother. And many of us don't know how to be brothers and sisters to each other, but that response, a brotherhood is very powerful because in a brotherhood in the Bible, if I died and did not have children, my brother was supposed to fulfill my legacy and carry on everything that I didn't finish. So if I died at 25, you had to live the rest of my life out. And you had to make sure that you had children for me. Let me show you this. All right, watch this. Give me the book of Deuteronomy chapter 25 and 5. And there's a reason for this. Deuteronomy 25 and 5. If brethren dwell together, y'all got it? 25 and 5. If brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no children, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Uh, her husband's brother shall go in unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duties of a husband's brother unto her. Now let me, let me just give you this so you'll understand that. Because the church is the bride of Christ. And Jesus has died. So it is our responsibility as the church to raise up seed to Jesus. Amen. It's now we step in and fulfill the role that Jesus did. All that Jesus didn't do, we're supposed to complete it because he died at 33 years old. And now what we're supposed to do is finish his life out. So you don't live your own life. You don't live what you want to live. You don't do what you want to do right because somebody died you know, in the humanity and now I am living the rest of Christ out. That's why we're called the body of Christ. That's why we have the mind of Christ because in brotherhood, I'm supposed to do everything that he didn't do. So right now, your agenda shouldn't be about yourself. Your agenda shouldn't be about you or doing what you want. Your agenda should be about finishing what he wants to be finished. Somebody ought to put your hand together and give God praises and say hallelujah. Now, watch this. So this, this, this is, and I'm going to show you the one time that a woman was permitted to disrespect a man. In fact, she was permitted to slap him and spit in his face. In Deuteronomy 25 and 1, if brethren dwell together and one of them die and have no children, the wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger. Her husband brother shall go unto her and take her to him to wife and perform the duties of a husband brother unto her. So this is called, write this down, the duties of a husband's brother. Not just the duty of a husband, but the duty of a husband's brother. And what was that duty? To get his wife, marry his wife, have children for him. To finish out the rest of that man's life. And it shall be that the firstborn which she bears shall, uh, shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead that, uh, that his name be not put off in Israel. Now this is why Jesus says in my name they shall cast out devils. And that's why he tells us to do everything in his name. Why? Because if your brother died you're supposed to, anything that you're doing after that, you're supposed to be doing it in the name of the brother that died. So if I had a child, that first child is in the name of my brother that died. It wasn't even my own child. This is why God calls us to make a sacrifice in our own life. Because he died, now I'm not living what I want to live. I've got to fulfill the plan of God because he died for me. And it's more than right for me to fulfill the life that he feels. Listen, if somebody died for you, it's your job to live the life that they would have lived because they didn't get to live theirs. That's why we live for Christ because he died for us. 
Somebody tell them, I live for Christ because he died for us. And regardless of what my plans are, if he died for me, I'd cancel my plans because I wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for him. And so because of that, because you gave your life to save me, I will put my plans on the back burner because I would have no plans if you hadn't died. If Jesus hadn't died, there would be nothing that you can do. So yes, I know you want to do this and that and that, but I have to remember he died for me. And then I say, now, now that you gave your life for me, what do you want me to do with my life? Since you gave yours, what, what do you want me, how do you want me to live? What do you want me to live? Because you ultimately died for me. And that's why each of us should be asking God, what is your will in my life? Because your life was cut off for me, now I want to know, what is it that you would have me to do? Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Watch, verse 7. And if the man like not to take his brother's wife. So that man said, I don't want to take his wife. I, I want to live my own life. I don't want to have no children by her. I want these children to be my children. Then let his brother's wife go up to the gate unto the elders and say, my husband's brother refused to raise up until his brother came in Israel. He will not perform the duties of a husband's brother. He won't, he won't, he won't have any children by me. He won't sleep with me. He won't raise up any children. The elders of the city shall call him and speak unto him. And, he's, and, and, and if he stand to it, if he said, this is what I'm going to do, I'm not going to raise any children for, for, for my brother that's dead, and say, I will not, I like not to take her, then shall his brother's wife, watch this, come into the presence of the elders and loose his shoes from off his feet. This girl going to come down there and take his shoes off his feet and spit in his face. She going to take his shoes off his feet because he wouldn't live the life of the brother that died. Spit in his face and shall answer and say, so shall it be done unto the man that will not build up his brother's house. And his name, they're going to they give him a bad name. And his name shall be called in Israel, the house of him that has his shoes loose. So they're going to slap him I and mean, they're going to spit in his face. Amen. Send him out there and give him a bad name because he refused to raise up seed to his brother. You know, there's a lot of people today that are having real struggles with living the life of Christ because it does inconvenience us sometimes. Sometimes God's plan for my life is not my plan for my life. Uh, of course, this, this is not, I've always wanted to be a man of God, but I had my plans already made out. I, I wasn't going to be here. I was going to be in a whole other city, a whole other town, somewhere doing this, something totally different. And even we got to remember that even when we make our plans, whether they're college plans, marriage plans, whatever plans that you have in your life, always remember that there's something to change with Jesus. And if I refuse to do what he wants, he's going to spit in my face. And, 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 and what they would do, not just spit in the face, they would spit in the eyes of that person. So that person couldn't see clearly. And so if you're not careful, if you don't do what God wants you to do, he'll spit in your eye. And you won't be able to see anything. So you got to make sure that you ask God, listen, am I doing, matter of fact, are y'all with me, saints of God? Everybody with me? Amen. I want you to get this quickly. Amen. This is what it means to live. A lot of time when people, we hear the terms that I live for God or we live for God. People don't understand that. Jesus died 
for me. When we hear it, we really don't understand what it really is. Uh, 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 in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 1, get 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Jesus didn't just die. It's one thing if he died, but he died for me. Now, how can somebody die for me and I not be concerned about the thing that belonged to them? I think if I was out in the ocean swimming and a man came to catch me and he drowned it, I think I owe an obligation to his family. If I was in a car accident and the car had a wreck and the car was blowing up and a man was not there to carry me out the car and he blew up, my first thing that I would want to do is make sure whatever that man's business was, whatever his family was, especially if I'm rich and wealthy, whatever his family was, that I would finish his will because he ended his life trying to save me. Amen. Jesus died on Calvary not for himself. Jesus didn't need to be saved on his way to hell. He died for you. He could have lived uh, 5,000 years if he wanted because there was no sin in his life but Jesus who had no sin went on a cross died for you and gave his life for you and I want to know what did you want to do when you were here what was the rest of your plans because if you tell me your plans I'll finish your plans out if you tell me what your agendas were I will finish your agenda out because hanging on Calvary was somebody that said I'm taking the place of Clayton Coward I'm taking the place of Quinto when I give God praises I, and so many times we get distracted from what God does we praise God for houses and lands and cars but you know anybody can go buy you a car anybody can give you a house anybody can give you a job but Jesus died for me he took a whooping for me he took a beating for me and I'm obligated and sometimes we don't feel like we're obligated to God people act like they owe God nothing they don't owe him anything because we only associate God with material things we got our cars we got our houses, and all that but what if God hadn't saved you and salvation has not just to do with material things. And salvation has have not just to do with going to heaven or going to hell. But the fact that I'm saved has restructured my life. The fact that I'm saved has made you a better woman and made you a better man. We don't accredit that. But if you had a still been in the shape that you're in, I know that you're thinking. See, and, and because sometimes we don't really know what how affected our life would have been and how messed up we would have been, we really don't know how to praise God. Like we ought to praise God because the stuff never happened to you. There are things that should have happened to you. There is no way that you could smoke the crack that you was cracking and be the kind of woman that you are today. There's no kind of way that you could have continued the course that you was going and, 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 and be what you are today. You are successful because of God. You are the woman that you are because of God. You are the school teacher that you are because of God. You can raise your children like you can because of God. And don't you ever forget that you are who you are because of salvation salvation glory to God oh y'all ain't said nothing here salvation didn't just get me ready for heaven but salvation taught you how to be a father to your children salvation took you out of the hood and gave you some education salvation changed your life so when I praise God you got to understand the whole demographics of salvation if you had to smoke that dope you'd have smoked your brain out you'd have died where you are but God saved you and you ought to give God praises and say hallelujah Tell somebody salvation is doing something for me now. 
Amen. Aren't you glad that it does something for you now? My God, it take a meth addict. It take a dope addict. It take a crack addict. It take an alcoholic. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And bring you out of the gutters of hell and deliver your soul. It took somebody that went through something. A bad marriage, a bad husband, a bad wife, a bad family, bad children, bad everything. And pull you out and give you hope. And you're going to sit here like you can't praise God. Everybody in this building ought to praise God for salvation. And I owe him. I hear y'all say I owe him a praise. No, I don't just owe him a praise. I owe him my life. I owe him everything. And if he tell me don't do this and this is what you want me to do, don't go to school here, don't do this. Whatever you want, I'll do because I'm your slave. You brought me out. You, I was bound by the devil. Listen, let me tell you something. You got to remember something. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Sometimes we act like we have a salvation. We have a choice to do what you want to do and go where you want to go. You are a slave. He brought you. The devil, he purchased you with his own blood. You can't be what you want and go what you want and do what you want. I've got to ask him what is your will? And if God brought you Come on, get this thing right. If God brought you and you're doing what you want to do, you are a runaway slave. If God brought you and you're going where you want to go, you are a runaway slave. And when God catch up with you, he going to put something on you. He going to whip you, Kuda Kente. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Y'all ain't said nothing. I got some Kuda Kintes out there that just running from the will of God. When God get a hold of you, he going to whip you with many strikes. Hey, Y'all ain't said nothing. Put some volume here. This is what the Bible meant that say him that knew it the will of his father, of the will of his Lord, and didn't do it. He's going to be whipped. Did y'all hear that? He's going to be whipped with many stripes. Why? Because he's a runaway slave. And the master said, preach. The master said, y'all ain't said nothing. The master said, this is what I want you to do. The master said, this is the life you're supposed to live. And when master gets you, my God, he gonna put something on you. When master get a hold, y'all ain't said nothing. Amen. Look at somebody. Be careful, master looking for you. My God, he ain't seen you in prayer meeting. Amen. He hadn't seen you. So, so, so there is that struggle in my life to do what God wants. It is. It is. Y'all sit here and lie if you wanna. It's difficult doing what God wants you to do when you wanna do your own thing. Amen, somebody. And don't act like none of you in here ain't ever wanna do your own thing. You a liar because some of y'all still doing your own thing. Amen, somebody say hallelujah. Oh glory, it's in me, it's in me, it's in me. It's in you to rebel against God. Because I feel like this is my life. I live it the way I want to live it. I go where I want to go, when I want to go, do what I want to do when I don't. Listen, I don't want to shut up when you keep on running your mouth to me. I want to pop you. Amen. I don't want to live holy. You don't want to live holy. Many of you, it's against your nature. Some of y'all make it so easy. But you don't tell folk that sometimes your body here, but your mind done ran away. Y'all runaway slave in your mind. Y'all ain't said nothing. I know you look deep now. Got that big old pretty hat on with a feather and all them thoughts under that thing. That bird, that feather want to fly off your head. 
Y'all ain't saying nothing. Could you put your hand together and give God a praise? Tell somebody, I ain't my own. I ain't my own. I ain't my own. I'm fighting. I'm fighting. Listen to this. I want you to give me 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 3. Moreover, brother, 15 and 1. I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye are saved, by which also ye are saved, uh, by which also you're saved, if ye keep in remembrance what I preach unto you, unless ye believe in vain. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that, that which I also receive, how that Christ died for our sins. Can I just tell you how it happened? Just give you an example. Just say, for instance, Lawrence. That's why we're called the body of Christ, and God has almost made us a lookalike, the body of Christ. So Lawrence here goes and steals a car. All right, he steals a car, and he's getting ready to go. He's a, he's a thief. He stole it. And so when Lawrence steals the car, amen, what happens now is Lawrence all of a sudden steals the car, but I take and I look just like Lawrence. I'm going to make myself to look like Lawrence, and I'm going to take Lawrence out of the car that he stole, and I'm going to sit in the car as if I'm Lawrence. Mankind sinned and was dying. And God said, you know what, let me hurry up and get down there so I can look like them. That's why he put on flesh. He said, let me, now watch this, that's why he's called the the last Adam. Adam messed up. He said, let me put on an Adam suit. Get Adam out the driver's seat. I'll go there. That's why. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. That, that's why he had to become flesh. So, so, come on, somebody. Amen. That's, that's, come come and sit down. Sit down, sit down. So there, there, is, there is Adam. Give me my coat. There's Adam. Give me, there's Adam. Adam to mess up. He's driving, hallelujah, on Garden Lane. Picked up sudden he ain't got no business picked up. And death was heading for him. And God said, hurry up, get out of the seat, get out of the seat. God, put on humanity. Good God. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our That's why God became a man. And he said, all I want you to do, come here, Lawrence. All I want you to do, I'm going to take your whipping. I'm going to take your beating. All I want you to do is watch me in that seat and you just praise me. I said, thank you. Thank you. You took my place. Thank you. You died for me. Thank you. You were wounded for me. And you mean to tell me y'all can't sit around here and praise God and give God some glory? Y'all too deep for me. You act like you're so cute you can't praise God. My God, you ought to have been on that cross. They should have been in your feet. The thorns should have been on your head. And here you are free. Ain't got no nails in your head. Ain't got no nails in your feet. And you're going to act like you can't praise God with your sedated, cute self. Everybody ought to praise the Lord. no crackhead. He wasn't no liar. He wasn't no thief. He wasn't no fornicator. He wasn't no adulterer. He wasn't no murderer. You were. But he act like a murderer. 
took the place of a murder, took a place of a homemonger, took a place of an adultery, took a place of a liar. And that's why you ought to praise him because you know it should have been you. You are the guilty one. Guilty, 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 guilty. But Jesus paid it all, all to him. I owe. But you done brought a Gucci and done forgot you was a hoochie. You done got a Mercedes, some money in your pocket, and act like you're too proud to praise God. Don't ever forget he paid the price. Don't ever forget he brought you out. I don't care how much your outfit costs. I don't care where you live. I don't care what you possess. All of it would have been no good if he hadn't have saved you. Everybody in the building, praise God with everything you got. Now, Lord, what do you want me to do now that you died for me? Uh, just praise me. That's it. You mean that's it? You don't want me to, no, no, just praise me. Just, just every now and then, just the rest of your life, I want you to live it for me. And just, just act like you're grateful. Just, just act like you got gratitude. And every time you think about it, say thank you. Say thank you. And you're going to sit here with your arms crossed. Because somebody rolled their eyes at you in church. You're going to sit here with your arms crossed because somebody don't like you. You didn't die for me. You didn't go to Calvary for me. I'm not here praising you. So roll your eyes and look at me. I'm going to praise God. I don't care if you met me in front of the church. Hallelujah. And I don't care if you didn't speak to me in front of the church. When I enter into the gates of God, I'm going to praise him. You can't run me out the church. You can't scare me out the church. You can't hate me out the church. He died for me. Your mama problem ought not have anything to do with your salvation. Your daddy problem, your uncle problem, your job problem. And a lot of y'all got a lot of problems around here. A lot of us got problems, but that's my problem. But Calvary was his problem. And because he died for me, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to glorify him. And I just need you to think about one thing. One thing that God delivered you from. One thing that you know you should have been cut off. And praise God for that. Just tap that thing in your spirit and praise God. And then not only did the Lord save you, he'll heal your body. Healed you of cancer. Healed you of AIDS. Healed you of diabetes. Healed you of lupus. He took all of these wounded for your transgression. Bruised for your iniquity. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes I'm healed. I can think of so many things I can praise him for. I can take praise Praise him for a healer. Thank him he's a mind regulator. Praise him that he lifted me up out of the pit and put me high. I can praise him. And then 2 Corinthians 5 and 15 says this. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 and 15. And that he died for all, that they which live not Henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose. So now that he died for all, now I don't live for myself. Listen at it. In that he died for all, and that they which live 
should not henceforth live unto themselves. He died for all. So not anybody that lives shouldn't live for themselves. But unto him which died for them. He died for all. And now that he died for all, I don't live to myself. That's what it says. For that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Now, this is where we get, this is where we get, because we know this time, we, we quote the scripture, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away. Really, this is what they're saying, not the way we look at it now, because now he said, now that he died for all, we don't live. So when he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away. Now that I come into the knowledge that he died for me, now that I'm in Christ, the new creature that I am is Christ. I'm a new creature now because now that I recognize he died for me, I become a new creature because now I live Jesus and not live me. And that's why I got baptized in Jesus' name because I become him. Now, I become, watch this because this is powerful. What happens is because on earth men couldn't live forever, whenever they got ready to have their firstborn son, they called their firstborn son after him. So now all of the firstborn sons would be living their daddy. So every time they see that son, they see the daddy. So now that I'm a son of God, now I'm junior. And now watch, watch, watch. Glory to God. Watch. So when I say, so if I got my father's name, so if my name was Amos like my, my father's name is Amos, and my daddy got quite a few, so he got quite a few out there living his name everywhere. <laughs> and, and, and the thing was supposed to come, because, see, we don't live forever, but God wanted us in his image. So you got, you got, you got Amos, you got Amos Jr., Amos the first, Amos the second, Amos the third. And now everything that's being done from that one trial is Amos, 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 Amos. That's why when I got born, I got baptized in Jesus' name, because now, even though Jesus is gone, Jesus is still working. Everything you do, do it in my name because I want them to know it's Jesus. So it ain't about you. If somebody got healed, it, it, they don't say you got healed in coward's name. or you got, I got healed in Jesus' name because Jesus is still working through me. My God, somebody. Boy, I wish y'all would get excited about that. Now that I understand this, my obligation now in order for him to live is to really deny me. So the first thing he says, let me get this. Uh, get, second, get Galatians 2. I'm about to go Galatians chapter 2. Galatians the second chapter. Amen. Galatians 2 and 19. Real quick. Galatians 2 and 19. Watch what Galatians 2 and 19 says. All right. For I, uh, 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 for I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. That I may live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I live. But, uh, but Christ live in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So what happened is, what, what's happening when I'm getting baptized? When I get baptized, I have come into the reality that I got to live somebody else's life. So baptism in Jesus' name is, well, it's a barrier of me because I know my life ends. So when you got baptized, you end it. When you got baptized, we buried Sister Pope. That's why it's a birth. See, baptism is two things. Going down is a funeral. Coming up is a birth. You got to get this. Going down is a funeral and coming up is a birth. So what happens? I buried coward and I rose Jesus. 
Y'all ain't saying nothing. And, and, and that's, why, that's why I say in Jesus' name. Because what happens now, amen, and, and I, don't, amen, I don't really have to say even in. In is not a part of the baptism thing. We say that, but I can just say, I baptize you, Jesus, I baptize you. And I said, no, I, just, I can just say, Lord Jesus Christ. Because really what I'm doing, I'm naming you. I'm naming you. So when you come out, I say, when you go down, I say, Lord Jesus Christ. So that means I just buried Clayton Coward and Lord Jesus Christ was born. The ending of one life in the beginning of another. The ending of me in the beginning of him. That's what baptism is about. And that's why it's got to be done in the name of Jesus Christ because you're taking over somebody else's life. Father, Son, Holy Ghost could be anybody. But when I say in the name of, if I say, when I say Lord Jesus Christ, that's what I'm naming you. I'm, all right, give me Ephesians. My God, give me Ephesians. Give me Ephesians. Give me Ephesians. Give me Ephesians. Oh, hallelujah. Give me Ephesians chapter 3. And 14. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. I'm not just baptizing you, I'm naming you. I'm naming you. Somebody say hallelujah. My God, can you put your hand together and give God praise? Now, let me give you this. I'm about, I'm about to go here. Give me Matthew 16 and 20. Get Matthew 16 and 20 so you can see this real good. Listen to this. Then charged his disciples that he should tell no man that he was Jesus of Christ. From that time forth, he began, Jesus, to show his disciples how, he, how that he must go and Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and tribes and be killed and raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Lord, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. And he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that will be of God, but of those that will be of men. Listen, this is the powerful thing. This is what hurts me. This is what hurts you. And this is what hurts every person that's a believer here. This is what we battle with. Verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, if he's going to finish the rest of my life, or follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Watch. For whosoever shall will save his life shall lose it. See, that's the thing. I'm trying to reserve me and my life. But if you save your life, you'll lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. You know, this is even a problem today with all these vaccines that people got out now. People are trying in so many ways to save it. This is what's happened in battles and wars and shootings and guns. People are so, trying so many ways to save it. This is what happened with trying to preserve you so many ways of trying to save it. I, I, I have to put my confidence in the world that we're living in now because we don't know what's going to happen in here. You can put everybody in here with a gun on this door, but still somebody can come in and, and something happen. I don't care. We just live in a vulnerable world. It's just vulnerable everywhere. You go in the banks working. You go in the stores working. There's no, 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 no telling when somebody's going to just flip out. And people will take your own gun. I know y'all going to gun ranges and all these things trying to protect yourself. You be done shot yourself with your own gun. People will come in your house, get your gun, and kill you. I've got to depend on God. So whosoever shall seek to save his life shall... Look, so, so listen... What am I doing? I'm not trying to save coward anymore. I'm not trying to preserve me anymore. I'm giving me. I'm giving me up. 
so that I can live his life. When God sees that now, his protection, give, verse, give, give me give verse uh, 8 and 3, uh, Mark 8 and 3. And when he had called his people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. That has been the greatest challenge in most of my, our life. It has been the greatest challenge in my life, your life. We can sit here deeply, but there's a part of me want to do me. Have you ever just wanted to do you? Hello? Why y'all acting deep? Why y'all acting heavy? There's some time you want to do you. Don't act like you always want to be saved. There's some time you want to drink. Well, you say, I, 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 ain't, I ain't never felt that way. I haven't felt that. Stop lying. Well, maybe you didn't. Keep living. There's a fight going to come. Now, if you, if you have never felt that you wanted to do something that God didn't want you to do, then you're better than God when he came in the flesh because Jesus said, I don't want to go through this. I don't want to die, but not my will, but thy will. Be done. It's all right to admit that there's a struggle in wills. There is that struggle in will. That is in every one of us. And sometimes we, Jesus had to pray out of that mode. There's a mode you got to pray out of. There's a mode that you wake up. You don't feel like dealing with no saints. You don't feel like getting your Bible. You don't feel like coming to church. Maybe some of y'all ain't been there. Maybe y'all have got above that, but you don't feel like being with nobody. And the saints call you. I wish y'all wouldn't even call me. You don't answer their call. You put them on mute. You block everybody. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now, some of y'all are doing better. Y'all, This is your good month because you got your stimulus check, so you're all right now. <laughs> some of y'all done got your stimulus check. You, 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 you shout, you think you're rich, you done got $5,000, uh, a check for each kid. Now you're feeling good. But there are those times you just don't feel like it. You come to church, you get in the, you get in the parking lot, and you just hesitate to go in because somebody's going to meet you. Praise the Lord. You don't feel like praise the Lord. Sometimes you say, you, they're saying, praise the Lord. You're saying, get out of my face. No, I'm, listen, I've got to tell reality. I've got, there are some times you sit home and the devil battle with you. Why are you saved? Why are you getting out of me and saying, why are you in the church and all that? And, and why are you struggling? Why are you fighting? It happens. It happens. But I got to deny myself. I got to talk to myself. It reminds me, it was so embedded in Sister, in sister, sister Sheila's daddy, uh, 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 Mr. Marshall was his name and Mr. Marshall was going through dementia and uh, he'd be up all night and telling Sister Sheila because he had that, that mentality of slavery in the, those old days of his mind that's Claire Sheila's dad he said Sheila you put that mule back in that barn and Sheila said daddy ain't no mule out there he said Sheila did you go put that mule back in that barn because Mr. John whatever his name would just say his name say, he gonna be upset if you don't put that mule back he said did you put that mule back no Daddy, I ain't put no mule. She, she, she just got tired of asking about the mule. She said, Daddy, he said, came back and he said, Sheila, did you put it? She said, I shot the mule. <laughs> he said, she said, he said, girl, you crazy. Mr. John gonna get you. <laughs> but <laughs> she didn't tell him the truth, but she told him. She said, I wanted to go to sleep, Pastor. He said, girl, you crazy. But, 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 I, but I'm saying, uh, if I can get embedded in me, and I, when I really think about it, I went back to talk about myself, and y'all just give me a few minutes. I was talking about myself. In school, there was time I was in school, I did not want to wait till the next break. I sat down, and the teachers forced me to do something that I didn't even want to do. 
And I sat there in school. Sometimes parents, different things, they, they fought. So it's not that, 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 that it's, 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 it's a rebellion in me, but I want to live me. I want to do me. But God said, you can't do you. And in fact, I'm so glad that he wouldn't let me do me. You ought to thank God he wouldn't let you do you. Because if God had to let me do me and let you, listen, listen at those few years that you did you. <laughs> listen, when you came here, some of y'all did you and you was doing you in. And doing you is what drove you to him. Because doing you, you don't know, you don't know how to do you. Doing you, doing you, y'all ain't said nothing. You ain't smart enough. You couldn't do you right. That's why you got four and the father's not there because you didn't do you. You didn't you. That's why you got hooked up on dope because you don't know how to do you. That's why you got hooked up on crack because you don't know how to do you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That's why you fight now. That's why you almost went crazy because you didn't know how to do you. So I don't know how to do me. Jesus, so let me do you. Because when I do me, that means I do everything in my blood. I got some crazy folk in my blood. I got some liars in my blood. I got some homongers in my blood. I got some murders in my blood. I got some insane people in my blood. Jesus, please don't let me do me. Amen. Because if I do me, I'll be just as messed up as everybody else. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Now, I know y'all acting like, but boy, when you do you, you mess you up. I'm thanking God. I'm thanking God. That I got in here in time enough that I didn't do me in. That's why I'm saved. And every now and then when you look at and see what you want to do with you, just look how messed up you got you. And the devil will make you feel like you're just so bound. Oh, I, 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 listen, y'all got to remember something. I've been in church since I was a little boy. Five years old. My sister over there right now. I, I used to watch them when they were little because they was in church too, like me. But they, you know, they, they, they kind of slipped up, you know, mama would. So my sister, them, when they were young, they started smoking and, you know, little things like that. And I wanted to do me too. I wanted to do like my sisters and my brother was doing. And so one day I went to the side of the house. I was a preacher and I made my own cigarette. Didn't even know how to roll one. I just saw a whole bunch of grass and all and made this thing real pretty and smoked it. I got some, I got some, some baby powder one time because I seen them blow it out their nose. So I said, I'm going to do that. You know, they had these little candy cigarettes that you blow out and smoke come out. So I said, you know, what, I'm going to do that. So I got that cigarette in, that homemade cigarette, and I tried to suck that stuff in and bring it through my nose. That baby powder came through my nose. I almost choked to death. I said, But being a child, coming into my teenage age and different ages that I was, and I'm around all this stuff that I've seen, I felt bound. And you feel that way. I felt bound in church. Bound. Just bound. Just, just because you get to that place. And you know, after you've been saved 15, 20 years, and you're struggling, sometimes you come to yourself, you just feel like it's just, it's just, it's just church. But there is something greater. There is something greater. 
Boy, when I look at folk like you, Lawrence, that come out of that world and look at you now and look at Quint there with his, with his little part and hair to the side and got on, his, got on his suit. My God, got on a Shirley suit this morning. My God done stopped gang banging and here praising the Lord. My God, it's something to give God a praise for. And, and, and I, I just think just a minute, I'm going, but I think just a minute you ought to thank God for what he brought you from, but not just what he brought you from, but what he kept you from. Praise God for what he kept you from. Come on, praise God for what he kept you from. This is denial process, 1927, denial. Uh, and this is what Peter said in 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all to follow thee, and what shall we have therefore? Peter came to the conclusion, and I think that we come to that. I don't left everything to follow you. What do I have? What am I getting out of it? I left everything and followed you, whatever I got. And Jesus said unto him, Well, I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the gener in regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the, in the throne of his glory, I got one more scripture after this, ye shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel, and every one of you that have forsaken houses, land, sisters, father, mothers, wife, children, lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last and last shall be first. When I look how God is blessing me now, because I gave God all my life. I gave him 45 years. I don't know what it is to go to a club just to go get somebody out. I don't know what it is to get high and stay high. I got my sister them got me high one time. So I wouldn't tell my mama what was going on. I don't know any of that. And I have given him that 45 years of my life. But when I look back and see how God, God blessed me the other day, and, and, and God will put you in the right connection. I ain't going to tell you nothing. No one over to hit me upside the head. Seven years ago, a friend of mine told me, I told Vlad, a friend of mine told me seven years ago, he said, he said, Coward, he said, I want you to buy this particular stock. I want you to buy it. It's called GGII. He said, I want you to buy it. And said, now you buy it in seven years, you hold it. If you hold it seven years, you hold it, and uh, it's going to go up. And said, so it's going to make you a millionaire. You just hold it up. He said, five, seven years, it's going to go up. Just hold it. Well, I just went in. It was $300 at the time. I'm just giving you an example of how God will put you in the right place. Amen. Now, nobody look at me, hit me upside the head, and I ain't telling you I'm a, you wouldn't know if I'm a millionaire or not. You don't even know. I wouldn't say it. I wouldn't tell you if I was. But he said to me, he said, you hold it. Now, this is somebody I met. And the man himself, I was sharing with Vlad, the man himself, he got rid of the stock and got rid of it and told me about it. And God blessed me financially just through that. When you go somewhere, a, a one, 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 $1.5 million bill or somebody, we got a, 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 a camp there, 43 acres down there, uh, about 4 or $5 million in Cargesco, and, and the Lord blessed us to inherit those things. When I look at the blessings that God has given us and the things that are wrong, what I do, I understand that this is God paying back. I'm going to tell you, I promise you, God is going to pay you back. There are times that you go through suffering because, listen, if I got the life of Christ, it doesn't mean just the bad part. When I take upon the life of Christ, yes, I take on the beating. Yes, I take on the whooping. Yes, I take on the crucifixion. Yes, I take on, but I also take on the resurrection. So I'm telling you, when you live the Christ, you know, you yes, you're going to have some lows. Yes, you're going to get beat up. You're going to beat down. You're going to get some whips. And you got to understand that it comes with it. But you can't take on the life and take 
take the good, I mean, then take the bad without taking the good. And maybe you're being beat now, you're being wounded now, you're being whipped now, and you're being buried. But I'm going to tell you, if you have taken upon the life of Christ, don't worry, your resurrection is about to come. Don't worry, you're coming up. Somebody say hallelujah. So guess what happens now? I love it. I love it because this is what happened. Now that I know the story of Christ, I know that he was beat. I know that he was whooped. I knew that he was cussed. I knew that he was stripped. I knew all that he went through. Now that I know the life and if I got that life, when I'm going through the beating, when I'm going through the whipping, all I'm saying while I'm going through, my resurrection on the way because I know what happened to Jesus. I've already seen that story. I know what's about to happen and I know I'm talking to somebody now that's being beat, that's being whooped, that's being troubled. Can I tell you something? You're resurrection is on the way don't get off that cross don't get out the grave because in three days you'll get up and you know why I'm shouting now because I know my end you know why I'm dancing now because I know my end and listen let me tell you this there are stories that are written they are written they're written first and they happen first let me tell you how plays work the, the, it happened and when it happens Somebody write a book about it, and they get the book about it, and then they get people to play it out. So it happens. They write it, we play it out. Jesus died. It's written. Now I'm playing it out. So if Jesus died, it's written, I know my role before I get in the play. Y'all ain't with me here. All I got to do is read my role, and my role said he got up. With all power in his head. My role says, yes, I'm going to go through some stuff. Y'all ain't said nothing. I want you to look at somebody and say, neighbor, right about now, you got a resurrection coming. Right about now, you got to come out of your grave. I don't care how low you're buried. You've got to get up. The book says it. My God, somebody say hallelujah. My God, I wish I had a few of y'all that knew that. My God, that's why I glory in tribulation. That's why I shout while I'm going through. That's why I dance while I'm going through. Because I know my role. I know my role. My role says I'm coming out. My role says I'm victorious. My role says I'm healed. My role says I don't care how deep the devil buried me. I got to come out of this. I got to come out of this. Tell somebody, you got to come out of it. I don't care how much of mental anguish we've got. I don't care how much of depression you got. I don't care how low you are. There's a time that you got to come out and my God your hell ought to be rumbling your hell ought to be shaking you ought to be shouting where you are you ought to be dancing where you are you ought to be praising where you are because the book said you're coming out the book said you're victorious the book somebody say hallelujah somebody say hallelujah tell somebody I read my strip I read my strip I read my strip I read my strip and I'm coming out of it ah when you know your story when you know your story you can do like Jesus did even before he went to the cross he said you destroy this temple for three days I'll bring it out again when you know your strip you can walk over to the devil and say as Jonah was in the bell belly of the well three days so shall the son of man you can talk right now in the middle of hell and tell somebody I'm coming out of this I don't know how much longer I got but I'm coming out I don't know how much longer I got to cry but I'm coming out because I read my strip and it says weeping may endure for a night but joy come in the morning this depression can't last forever. This sickness can't last forever. This down can't last forever. And so since I already know what's going to happen, I'm looking at it like I look at somebody and say, neighbor, I'm watching my rerun. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
Tell somebody this is a rerun. Amen. You know how a rerun is. If you watched it before. Amen. If you watched it before. Amen. When you're sitting there watching it, somebody's over there crying because they don't know what's going to happen. And they're looking at you say, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Watch the movie. Well, listen, I'm one of those that have already watched it. I know what my end is going to be. I know that deliverance is coming. I know that lupus can't hold me. I know that cancer can't hold me. I know that depression can't hold me. Somebody say hallelujah. And since since I already know that I'm coming out of it I'm going to praise God right now like I have the picture tell somebody I know your story I know where you're at but you've got to come out tell somebody you ain't buried by yourself you're buried with him tell him you ain't down by yourself you're buried with him you ain't going through by yourself you're coming out through him i can do all things i can do all things through christ that strengthened me tell somebody it's difficult but i can live it it's difficult but i can make it and i'm not gonna walk out of this church this first sunday morning with my head hung down right in the middle of the church i'm gonna praise god and give god the glory because this life is not my life it's his life and because it's his life everything that come with it it's his it's his life it's his battle it's his sickness it's his resurrection somebody say hallelujah it all belongs to him somebody say glory deny himself that denial is giving up family sometimes that denial is giving up land sometimes that denial is giving up jobs sometimes that denial is giving up hurt but deny himself God I want to live your life I want to live the life that you want me to live let me give you this last scripture everybody stand everybody stand everybody stand I'm getting ready to read I'm going to read this, and then we're going to pray. As difficult as it is, God, I want to deny myself. I want to deny myself. And if you're here today, you're having struggles, you're having battle, fight <laughs> with denying you because it does happen. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm, I'm trying to deny me. Come on, can you open your mouth like you really mean it? Say, I'm, I'm trying to give me up to surrender me trying to crucify me trying to give me up trying to turn me loose just lift your hands even if it's difficult just lift your hands and say Lord I surrender come on lift them up 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 I want to be what you want me to be Sometime, let me tell you about prayer. Sometime you get to the place you can't do it. So my prayer is God help me to do it. <laughs> Force me into it. I think sometimes our difficulty is this, that we want to. 
We want to, we want to want to. Did you hear what I said? We want to want to before we do it, but sometimes I don't want to want to. So that's when I have to ask God, God, against my own will, you force me into it. That, that's a different prayer. That's a different prayer. Come in, Jude. That's a different prayer. See, you have a will, and, 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 and you have to surrender that will to God. But then when you're having time problems surrendering that will, I want you to just stand right there. If you're having problems surrendering that will, then you have to ask God. I want you to put up some resistance. So you have to ask God, get behind me, Lord. Push me. See, he said we'll live as, uh, we're, see, sometimes I don't want to, but if I pray, God, you force me. Stand right there. Because it's hard to pray for something that you don't want. And sometimes I don't want to do it. So when I'm going to go, God, God, even if I don't want to, you make me. That's what he said. We'll live as sheep to the slaughter. When that sheep know that he's about to be killed, he's pulling. He's putting some resistance. But then, God, if I say, Lord, not my will, thy will be done. So now when I get stubborn and don't want to go, this is, and some of us are, come on, put some resistance up, man. I can push you. Amen, you see? Amen. Uh-huh. See, we got some resistance. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to pray, but he's pushing me. He's forcing me. Somebody say hallelujah. You find yourself that way. Don't you sit here and tell me you, you always, no. God, now I need you. Put some force behind me. Now, when we read the scripture, he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me. He maketh me. Come here, son. Come here, we're going to have to help him. All right. Come on, come on. I need a few. Come, come here, Quint. All right. Now, listen here. He said, he making me to lie now. Come here, sister, hold his mic for me. Sometimes he lead it. Sometimes he make it. You know, sometimes it's easy. He leading me, but then sometimes he has to make me lie down. Have y'all been through some of them leading and making? Sometimes you feel like being led. Other times you got to make it. Sit your little self right down in the church. He make him. Put them legs up. Put them up. Make him lie down. Sometimes I'm giving God a struggle like that. Come here, come here. Sometimes I'm giving God a struggle. Come here. I don't want to go. Come on, come I don't want to go, Lord. I don't want to be saved. I want to go to the club. God said, you're going to get yourself down here. But God, hold on. Hey, Jesus, my flesh, Jesus, just one more smoke, one more drink. Lord, can we have one more night? I'm Jesus, please. Oh, so it ain't always easy. Make me when I don't want to. Now watch how you, so that's how I got to pray. I got to get on my knees and I say, Lord, you know good and well I don't want to be saved. You know, God, I'm having a struggle. But God, I don't want to go to hell. I want to make it. So now I'm telling you, I'm giving up my will and surrender my will. And whatever you got to do to save me, you save me. So, I'm going to give you this last scripture. So then, I go through those leading and making process. There's some some mornings I get up, I'm happy. I'm going to church. That's when I'm being led. 
there's something that I'm giving those restraints. Thank God. No, you ain't going crazy. No, you ain't losing your mind. It's just the process. But at the end, I'm going to do the will of God. I want everybody to lift those hands. And let me give you this. Lift them up and just tell God thank you. Say, Lord, thank you for making me when I didn't want to. Last scripture, and then I'm getting ready to pray. I'm getting ready to pray. 38th chapter. Now you'll find this scripture where God killed a man because he refused to raise up children to his brother. And Genesis 38 and 6, you can read it in time. And Judah took a wife of Er, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. And Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, Go into thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his. And it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed unto his brother. And the thing displeased the Lord, and the Lord, wherefore the Lord slew him. So that, that this, this young man was supposed to raise up seed to his brother, and he ended up dying simply because he didn't want to raise up seed to his brother. I'm saying this as I get ready to close. I don't want to die. And I'm not talking about natural death. I don't want those things that I desire to happen in life not to happen because I'm refusing to raise up seed to Jesus Christ. Tonight as I get ready to pray, I want to pray for you in here today that are struggling with the will of God. Struggling with what God wants you to do. Struggling in battle. I, what I, one thing I try to do in church, it, even to my own hurt, is to be transparent of where I've been, where I am, and where I was. I try to do that because there are people that are in that same state. So sometimes it's not always an easy feeling to do what God wants you to do. Give up things, surrender things. It's not. I wish I had a whole bunch of people in here that didn't have no struggles, didn't have no battle, but that is not the reality of it. But if you're here and you find yourself in that place that you're saying to God, God, I'm in a struggle of my life and I need that kind of prayer. Make me. Make me. Force me. Pull me. Whatever it takes to get me to do your will, I'm willing. And if you're here today, one, and you have not completely surrendered to the Lord, I want you to come. And if you're one that have surrendered to the Lord, but you're saying, God, I need a closer relationship with you. Tonight is just not any night, any day. Step out of your seat and come where you are. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let me touch and agree with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now I'm going to touch and agree with you. Pray with you. Pray that the will of God be done in your life. Pray that the blessings of God come in your life. I bless your name, Lord. I bless your name. I bless your name. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. Come a little closer. Getting ready to pray. Lift your hands up to the Lord. Now, I want you to do something this morning. I want you to do something. I want you to do something. I want you to do something. First thing I want you to do is acknowledge any battle or any fight that you have in your life right now. You acknowledge that to the Lord. 
God, I've got a battle. I've got a fight. Tell him what it is. Let him know what it is. Let him know what it is. Open your mouth and let him know. Everybody don't have to hear your battle. Everybody don't have to hear your struggle. We thank you for healing, Lord. I don't care if it's cigarettes. I don't care if it's nicotine. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care if it's sex. I don't care if it's pornography. I don't care if it's masturbation. I don't care what it is your battle is. Everybody is fighting. Everybody has had a fight. Even if you've overcome now, you had one in the past. I'm, I'm acknowledging it, Lord. I'm acknowledging. I'm acknowledging where I am. It may be hate. It, it, whatever it may be. It may be bitterness. Whatever it is. God, this is my struggle. This is my struggle. Everybody don't know it, but God, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. And God, if I don't have that mind, if I've lost that mind, give me my mind back. Give me my thoughts back. In the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I'm coming to this altar, God, because I know I need you. I know that I'm having difficulties. I know that I have problems. I know that I have issues. And God, only you can help me. Only you can help me. I'm coming to Lord because... I may have a drug problem. I may have an alcohol problem. Whatever my problem is, here I am. I'm acknowledging I got it. I'm acknowledging I can't battle this by myself. Cause there are things that you want me to do, I don't want to do. Places that you want me to go, I don't want to go. Moses didn't want to go to Egypt. I didn't want to preach to your people. Jeremiah thought he was too young. Gideon asked you, God, where be all the miracles? And here I am saying to you, Lord, I don't know all the answers. And God, sometimes it's difficult to surrender because some of the things that you're asking for me, you're asking me to forgive people that have hurt me. Some of the things that you're asking for me, you're asking me to live a life that's contrary to my flesh. But God, here I am, God, saying I need your help. This battle, this struggle is too much for me. I can't beat this drug habit. I can't beat this addiction in my life. Oh, you ought to talk to God like that. I can't beat it. It's too much for me. I can't beat it. It's too heavy for me. But God, I heard that you can give me strength. I have tried to give up drugs. I have tried to give up drinking. I have tried to give it up. But the day I come to you, give me power over this spirit. Power over this force. God, there are people in my life I can't turn loose. People in my life, I battle giving them up. I battle yielding them up, God. Here I am, God. Give me strength to give him up. Give her up. Give it up. Whatever it is. Give, oh, glory to God. You ought to believe God with me today. Believe God with me today. Look here. God said, turn it loose. He going to give you power right now to turn it loose. To yield it up. To yield it up. To yield it up. Yield it up. Oh, God. Give up the hurt. Give up the hurt. Give up the bitterness. Give it up. In the name of Jesus. God, help me, God. Help me. Help me, God. Give me your strength. My God, something is happening. I say something is happening right now. I said something is happening right now. Something is happening right now. Everybody in this building. Everybody in this building. Glory to God. God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. God's doing something for you, young lady. Help me, Lord. Acknowledge your weaknesses to the Lord. Acknowledge them. God, I need your help, Lord. I want to live your life now. I want to live your life now. I want to live your life now. I need your strength. I need your strength. I need your power in the name of Jesus. Come on, open your mouth up and pray to the Lord. Open your mouth up and pray to God. Open your mouth up and pray. Open your mouth up and pray. Pray to God. I need your help. 
I'm acknowledging God. I need to live your life. I need your help. I need your strength. Help me, God. Help me, God. Come on, open those mouths. Glory to God. Glory to God. Here I am. I surrender. Something is happening. My God, if you can open your mouth and pray here, something going to happen this morning. My God, I need your strength. I need your strength. Hey. Glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I Oh, glory. Yes, Lord. My God. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. Somebody ought to praise God here. My God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. My God, the Holy Ghost is falling here. Somebody give God a praise. Yes, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Hallelujah. My God, the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost is here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can somebody praise him? Give him praises all over the building. Give him praises. Give him praises. Come on, put your hand together. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, praise him for helping you through your struggle. Praise him. Come on, let's pray for the help of God. Pray for the help of God. Listen, I came to the conclusion, and I want you to hear me. I came to the conclusion, uh, and I was praying, and I realized, and I hope everybody will come to this point that you realize, amen, that sometime that you come to that reality that even in living saved, you can't do it by yourself. We pray for, for miracles that happen with sickness and disease. You know sometimes to live saved is a miracle? We don't pray, God, that for, for you to help me live the life that you want me to live is a miracle and I need your help. I need your help to live this kind of life. I need your help to live victorious. And everybody in this building, I want you to lift your hands and say, Lord, help me live saved. I don't have enough strength to do it by myself. It's too hard for me. I need your help. I need your help. The temptation is too strong. The battle is too strong. Come on now. Don't, 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 don't sit here like, like you're deep. Come on, this is the kind of pride. I need your help. It ain't in me to do it, God. I need you to give it to me. The habit is too strong. The fight is too strong. Help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. It's not a car that I want. It's not a job that I want. It's not a raise that I want. I want to. I want to. I want to please you, and God pleasing you has become difficult. God, help me to please you. Help me to please you. Help me. Help me, Lord. Lead me not into temptation, Lord. Help me, but deliver me from evil. God, help me. Come on, come on. Let's 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 pray that. God, help me. Help me. I need victory. I need victory. I need victory. I need victory. Put your hand together and praise Him. Glory, come on, praise him.
Now, as we get ready to go and I'm going to do our benediction, I want you to look at somebody and I want you to declare to them, God's going to help you with your struggle. Tell him he's going to help you with your struggle. My God, he's going to help you with your struggle. Come on, tell him he's going to help you with your struggle. Open your mouth and say, you can do it. How many of y'all believe that? On your way to your seat, give him praises. On your way to your seat, give him praise. Now, I want to pray with, with our brother here, Brother Callaway. I want to pray with him. On your way to your seat, I want to pray for him. We need a divine healing. How many of y'all believe God is a healer? How many believe God is a healer? Stand here, minister. God, we thank you for divine healing. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. Let your power and miracle work in power. Oh, glory to God. Saturate his body. Let miracles come. Whatever the devil would try to do to him, move it out. We declare a miracle done in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Put your hand together and praise God. Amen. I'm uh, the Yam Board. Uh, we're meeting at my house at Meet After Church, the Yam Board. So meet me there. Amen. You all look so good today. Y'all love me? I love you.